0: ComSpire. Communicate to inspire. And today, in this episode, we have Vasant Agarwal, sir. Vasant Agarwal, the emotional intelligence author, speaker, and mind trainer. Vasant Agarwal is the director of Discover My Mind, a life skills platform, and the author of several books including The Complete Guide to Emotional Intelligence, Parenting with Emotional Intelligence, The Accidental Addict, and The Power of Positive Thinking. He is a speaker at international conferences across India, a director in the Indian School Counselor Association, and a senior advisor to the International Training Federation. Presently, he is on a mission to help people utilize emotional intelligence as a means for academic successes and mental health. You can visit www.discovermymind.com to know more about him. At present, we are lucky to have him to share his views and values of life at our podcast channel, Comspire, Communicate to Inspire. So, Vasen sir, I welcome you wholeheartedly for our podcast channel and I would request you to introduce yourself in your words first. Thank you for
1: having me. It's a privilege and a delight. And uh, I want to say hello to all your viewers and all your audience. Today, emotional intelligence is becoming the most sought after topic because for so long we have neglected it. About myself, I've lived in America over 40 years. I've come back to India to give back to my country. And I was in Los Angeles, a senior consultant with Ernst & Young. In their healthcare practice after that i got involved in solar energy and i set up the most modern solar manufacturing plant in california this is in the 80s after that i got involved in electric vehicles and all these things today everybody's talking about and everybody's getting involved this was 20 years ago and my mother used to say to me you always think of the future 20 years ahead. Why don't you think of today? (laughs) And I I just say to her, Amma, it's going to happen. This is my foresight. This is my vision. And sure enough, today, what is the talk? Electric vehicles. What is the talk? Solar. (laughs) And to that extent, I want to share that about five, six years ago, I stumbled across the field of emotional intelligence. I didn't know anything about it. I'm not a PhD in psychiatry, but I do have a PhD in common sense. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe that works. And then I started studying the subject and meeting people and talking to people and um, reading a lot and fast track uh, learning mode into the subject matter. And I then was invited to be a speaker in international conferences. And I wrote my first book. Uh, at that time, and people applauded it and said, "Oh, wow, great, wonderful!" But nobody did anything. The reason was that they didn't understand the subject matter. They didn't understand the value proposition. What is emotional intelligence? Why is it so important? Right. All knew. All they knew was IQ marks, grades, Maro, Pito, you know, percentile. Now, mm-hmm. you know that. But that's all the school counselors knew. That's right that's on everybody and so I saw that happening and I said to myself you know a child can never be academically successful if he or she is not emotionally healthy yeah and if you think about it there's so much truth in that matter you know so why true. why is a child not achieving their
0: potential yeah. We'll come to that thing, sir, because our conversation will be more based on that only. But at first, I would like to talk about your education. You received your master's degree from University of California at Los Angeles and then ISC diploma from Cambridge University, England. I would request you to share a few experiences of yours as a student studying in England or California and student at our nation india so what is the differences in the educational qualities in the two countries
1: uh first of all the curriculum is very flexible uh, you can make your selection of what classes you wish to take there are the main primary classes which you must take and then there are secondary classes in india your your curriculum is very fixed it's pre predetermined you have to take these classes mm-hmm. and now you know flexibility in essence. Secondly, the curriculum itself has been designed, written dozens of years ago. It is not reflective of what is the educational needs of the student today. Okay. All the books are written by authors or by academics many 20 years ago, some book, and they've not changed their content. Okay. It's still the same because it's the book that has been prescribed for years. So nobody wants to take the time to say, hey, look. <laughs> maybe we need to find another set of uh, books for instruction. Hmm. The grading system in the US and other parts of the world is on the curve, what is known as the curve system, whereas your grades are dependent on how the rest of the class has performed. In India, the grading system is percentile based. It doesn't matter whether the rest of the class does whatever, if you got your 70% or 80% or 90%, mm-hmm. percent, then that's what it is. So there is no until for the student to really do better yeah. than the rest of the class. There, it is imperative. If you don't do as good or not or better than the rest of the class, you you get failing grades. Right, And that's the big difference. I, when I went there, I said, oh my God, I have to do better than the rest of them. Not just how good I can or I will, but I have mm. to I have to do better than the rest. So that is okay. a huge difference in incentive. <laughs> Other
0: I guess that it has changed a little bit now. Now, like CBC has started with that percentile thing in which it gives the grades based on that only. Oh, so I, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, so they have changed the system. I guess recently it has come and they are giving the grades based on that. Beautiful. It was needed. Yeah. So, yes, of course, it was really just to know that where do you stand? It's not like you have got 90% or something. Where are you standing? That is it really very much important. Yeah.
1: How relevant is that? Yes, yes. to the rest of the class. Yeah. So, you could have got 90 but you may be. <laughs> right. <no good. laughs> so, true. so, that's why I we know.
0: say like syllabus has not yet changed. It has not been revised. It's the same thing that the students are reading what was yeah. taught 15 years back. 20 years back. Yes,
1: yes, yes. So how the world has changed. Yeah. And so our our, our uh, learning has to change.
0: I hope that educational persons who are working over there, they should look into the matter and do something. equal. They are really working. It should be taken care of in better manner for the welfare of our students. <laughs> so thank you so much for sharing uh, such sort of insight, sir.
1: Sure, not at all. <laughs>
0: Sir, you have worked as a senior management consultant with uh, EY in Los Angeles. What is the best learning that you had in that uh, experience?
1: So the one thing that was a tremendous learning experience is that you didn't have any time on the project. You could be auditing or on assignment with major corporations in America, Fortune 500 companies. And... uh, a, you were supposed to be the guru because they were paying very handsomely for your for your knowledge and for your experience. And B, there was not because of that. There was very little time. In one week, I had to solve the problem of a company like McDonald's, Douglas, or some huge company with 50,000 employees. And you had to go in and be so quick and fast. And uh, in fact, I remember in one of my interviews, you meet the president or the CEO of the company when you begin the assignment. uh, They've identified a problem and and you're supposed to come and solve that problem, management problem or whatever it is, marketing, decision making. And the president, I said, is there something in, in particular you'd like me to address, Mr. Johnson was his name? And he said, yes, young man, tell me something I don't already know. So that was the kind of challenge. I mean, he was running the company for 50 years and he was seeing this young Indian, <laughs> you know, come into his office and uh, ostensibly tell him what to do. Are you with me? Yes, sir. So It was, it was, it was a challenge. It was uh, almost, <laughs> I, I went back <laughs> that night and I'm thinking, oh my God, what in this one week assignment? Can I find out, can I figure it out and learn and then tell him something he doesn't already know about his company, which he has been running for 50 years. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yes, sir. It was like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, can I do it? So that is the challenge in consulting. They know what needs to be done. They just need to be told what needs to be done. Yes, of it. It's not that they don't know. What would I know if you've been running a company for 50 years? What do I, you know? How can I give you such valuable insight in a matter of a week or 10 days? It's very hard. So you have to find out and that's where you learn. So if you're consulting with hundreds of companies across the United States and you have just a week to learn their business, to learn what to understand, then is that you have no time to think. You have to just absolutely apply yourself and find out. And you have to do it very gently. You can't be abrasive. You can't with the people you're interviewing to, to discuss the problem. You have to make friends with them. You can't just walk in and say, okay, I'm the guru. I know what's going on. And you guys are, <laughs> you know, so you have to get their confidence. Right. You have, you have to make them tell you what they think is the problem or the solution. And then you say, okay, I get it.
0: Yes, sir. And you also had a business venture in uh, solar energy and electrical vehicles. And at present, you are the director of Discover My Mind. So how did you enter into the field of emotional intelligence from uh, solar energy or electrical vehicles?
1: Very interesting. Well, I spent many, many years both in solar energy, energy conservation, renewable energy, and then in electric vehicles. In fact, I still have interest in some companies in the US that are still involved in this. But uh, I was way ahead of my time. I was 20 years ahead of my time. And I came back to India not too long ago to try and apply those principles, that knowledge, that technology that I had learned and gained and knew. And and unfortunately, and this was about eight or nine years ago when I returned to India, I said, I'm going to take this and I'm going to apply this and it's going to be great, right? <laughs> so in the solar area, the Chinese were flooding India with cheap products. Mm-hmm. And I... Had the best product, the best solar lanterns, the best solar mobile phones, and everything—best product line. But it was top quality. Mm-hmm. And when I went to market, there was the, uh, the market was flooded with cheap imports. They would last maybe only a few months, but they were cheap. And so people were—the first cost became the problem. People said, "No, no, no! I'd rather buy ten of these over in two years, three years than buy one that will last, you know, ten years." Mm-hmm. So that was the problem. And electric vehicles at that time, petrol was not uh, 100 rupees a litre. At that time, uh, energy conservation, all these things, they were on the horizon, but not on everybody's mind. So I, collaboration well, was one of the biggest companies in India to set, set up a plan to manufacture electric bicycles. But this was 10 years ago. Yeah. And just never, never really caught the fancy. Today, as you know, in China, Iraq, half the bicycles are electric bicycles, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and now, you know, Hero and some of the other companies are beginning to understand that for quick mobility, people are not being able to afford 100 rupees a litre anymore. At that time, it was 20 rupees a litre. Mm-hmm. So the offsetting cost benefit was, you know, ah, okay, I'll take it or I'll leave it. Today, however, uh, it's, it's compelling. Right at these gasoline prices and, and increasing. So today, both those technologies are very viable. Government mm-hmm. is supporting them and all, all to them. But you asked the question, how did I go from there to, mm-hmm. to intelligence? And the reason was after four or five years of doing that, I was not getting anywhere. I was not getting the satisfaction or the results of my knowledge and my uh, desire to do something. So I started looking around saying, okay, now what else can I do? You know, I'm back in India. I came back permanently. And so somebody said, you know, there's this thing called emotional intelligence. Do you know anything about it? And I said, what is that? And that's what it fascinated me, intrigued me. And I said, this is amazing. This has to do something that I can give back. Emotional intelligence. If that makes a child more successful, if that makes a parent you know, a better parent, if that improves the quality of life of people, then that's what I, something that I would like to give back. And then, so I started learning about it, started reading, started talking to people, experts and so on. And the more <laughs> I got into it, the more it fascinated me, the more it interested me. Right. So today I am written uh, three books. I hope that they will get to market. I, you know, it's on, they're on Kindle. And mm-hmm. at the end of the
0: day, you can display the front cover. Yes, I have also read your book, uh, That Complete Guide to Emotional Intelligence. I have read it and uh, just taken all the notes from there. But then I found that each and every statement that you have said, each and every chapter was uh, important. And in itself, it was a kind of uh, encyclopedia of emotions and also how to manage them for everyone, whether he is a child or a parent a teacher, a businessman, whichever field you are in. This is yeah. important for everyone. And also, it has been stated so clearly and precisely that it's kind of success formula for any individual.
1: Do, do you know something interesting? Yes, I sir. Have, I have 16,000 connections on LinkedIn. 16 okay. <laughs> All eminent people. Do you know that 8,000 or roughly there are psychologists or psychiatrists?
0: Yes, sir. <laughs>
1: what? And so I called them, I asked them, I said, why do you want to connect with me on LinkedIn? Why hmm. you sit in emotional intelligence? And they said, Mr. Agarwal, this is a subject that we wanted to know about was not in our curriculum while we did our PhD. Hmm. Are you serious? He said, yes. The knowledge we got is very clinical. Emotional intelligence is very key to our counseling that we do as psychotherapists. But we don't know about it. That is why we are joining your association, uh, the Emotional Intelligence Alliance, which is on LinkedIn. That yes. is why we the video books. That is why we want to connect. with you. I was surprised. I said, "You should know all this," and I'm telling you, they don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, like, how much did you take to complete the whole book? Because it's actually as you said, that it has so much of information. It looks like it is so many life that you have observed, have you have seen, you have witnessed and all the sort of researches that you have gathered. That That is a long and uh, very tiring job. So I would just like to know, how much time did you take to complete this book?
1: It took over one year. Okay. And I did my writing from 12 midnight till 7 in the morning. Okay. Now you say, wow, <laughs> why was that? that time, it's quiet, it's peaceful,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: your mind is, is moving very fast, not distracted by Indeed. phone calls or people or noise or anything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, my family used to come to me and say, it's 3 o'clock, go to bed. And I said, no, oh, no, these thoughts that I am getting from somewhere in the world, I would pick a topic. I created my table of contents. And then I said, okay, today I'm going to talk about fear, anger, empathy. And then I focused my mind on that topic. And I started to go through my life and all the experiences and everything else to try and extract from my subconscious about the subject. And so that's how when you develop it. And all of a sudden, middle of the night or even during the day, I'd say stop it, stop it. I just got a thought <laughs> on the <this> subject. <laughs> and I would quickly go and get on my my laptop yeah. and I'd hammer out that paragraph. Because that thought never would come back to you. That thought is there for that moment and then it's gone.
0: <laughs> so that's <laughs> you, why you that, jot down at the same point, same time. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I tell you this, if you ask me to write that book again, I never could. Because mm-hmm. so much water that was flowing under the bridge you know mm-hmm. so, uh, so many people you would meet so much you would learn I'd, I'd be I was being now lately like you I've been invited to so many people who want to do an interview with me on the subject mm-hmm. and they have channels on uh, YouTube yeah and they have huge audiences and and they're just loving <laughs> loving it I'm not making much I'm not making any money on it but that's what I want to do, because the biggest problem we have is education and awareness. Yeah. On emotional, people just don't know. You know, I go to a party or something, and they say, "Oh, well, what are you doing these days?" And I said, "I'm working on emotional intelligence." And they so you do- also
0: take classes for that, for emotional yeah, yeah, yeah. intelligence. Uh, that. Uh, for-
1: yeah, yeah. I'll get to that in a moment. Yeah. So I said they ask me, "What do you What do you do?" And I said that. Illness, and they would look at me and say, "Is that a new illness? Can <laughs> maybe And and I would say, care. Yes and no. <laughs> Depends on the perspective. So yes, um, education awareness, uh, and parents even, you know, school counselors, educationists, psychotherapists. Today it is the new elephant in the room emotional intelligence, social emotional learning.
2: Yeah,
1: It is just in the very beginning phases and within a couple of years, I mean two, three years ago, hardly anybody was talking about right. it. But today, all of a sudden, everybody is calling. Everybody wants to know. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to book. Everybody wants to uh, see my website, which is uh, discovermymind.com. And uh, then take it from there. So I'm having a ball. I'm having such a great time. And it is so so satisfying.
0: Yeah, you have mentioned in the book, your book, that how emotional intelligence can be worked upon at any age, at any time. Though when we talk about IQ, that is stationary. Like whatever you have, it will remain throughout the same. You cannot work on that. It cannot be improved. It remains the same. But right. intelligence, this emotional intelligence, right. will help you to work with your IQ, to utilize your IQ. Because it's not that if you have this much IQ, you'll be utilizing the whole of your IQ.
1: No, I'd like to uh, change that uh, statement a little bit. Your EQ does not change your IQ. Okay, okay. your okay. IQ doesn't change. It's a constant. You know, people okay. say, "Well, I have a six-year degree in." in medical or in psychiatry so i must be smarter now than i was before and i said mm. "No, your iq is the same you are as smart as you were born you are as smart today it is okay. your IQ that develops as you it is your emotional quotient people don't know that there are nine intelligences that we possess
2: yeah
1: to memory logic so there are nine intelligences that everybody possesses right you are strong in some intelligence you are weak in another
2: mm-hmm. so
1: emotional intelligence does training and all these books and and learning is to strengthen that which you are really good at
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then work on the weaknesses let's say you were, you can't remember things your memory is weak and memory is one of the intelligences so there are programs to work on your memory to improve your memory so that it is not a weakness.
0: So, are you two conducting such sort of programs to enhance the memory? And yeah. okay, yes,
1: great. I'm doing Zoom sessions. Okay. And uh, people are signing up. And um, I'd welcome anybody that's interested. Uh, <laughs> I
0: hope any listener who are interested to improve their memory or emotional question, they can reach up to you. They
1: can go to discovermymind.com and they'll have yes, a
0: the questions. Yes, sir. And uh, sir, when we talk about your books, uh, you have already written books like uh, The Complete Guide to Emotional Intelligence, what we have talked about, right. Parenting with Emotional Intelligence, The Accidental Addict, yes. The Power of Positive Thinking.
1: That so, is one book. The Accidental yeah. Addict and The Power of Positive Thinking is one book.
0: Okay, okay, okay. okay. That is one book. In one book you have written that.
1: And this okay. I found that uh, all over the world addiction is a very big problem. Yeah. Particularly in schools and colleges, they don't want to admit. They're in denial.
2: Yeah. I've
1: met so many vice you know, vice chairmen and principals in schools. Hmm. And I said, you know what a big problem you have, addiction in your students. And so said, no, no, no. Our hmm. school doesn't have any problem.
2: Yeah.
1: And I showed them students that were peddling drugs in class. Right. I showed them, you know, the bus driver is, is selling drugs
2: mm-hmm.
1: on, the, on the bus. The local panwala is selling uh, 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 <laughs> drug laced candy so drug addiction is a major problem not just with students but with adults with everybody yes sir Everybody has some addiction or the other it's not drugs or alcohol it could be eating, gambling, gaming
0: yeah social media again today which is the yeah. most common one
1: yeah there you go so basically uh, um, so I wrote this book on addiction first mm-hmm. and didn't go anywhere because everybody was in denial. Nobody wanted to admit that they had an addiction problem. The parent didn't want to admit that the children had. The child didn't want to admit the parent had. Nobody wanted. So in all these speeches I would give, it would be rah, rah, excellent, wonderful, thank you, thank you, but nobody did anything. So I thought about it and I said, you know, why is everybody in denial? Because of the stigma, because of whatever. So I said, what is the root cause of addiction? It is emotions. Either you are, uh, uh, when you when you have depression, either you are an addict and you go into depression, or you're in depression and you become an addict to get out of depression. Now yes. watch, watch this. So the cause of depression is emotions, thoughts, feelings, emotions, turning into action, and ultimately into depression. Yeah. Now, so far everybody all these psychiatrists you know is to give you prescription medication but that's not the answer right because you get addicted to the very drug that is supposed to solve the problem mm. the, the problem is managing your emotions all this anxiety stress tension depression now there are acute cases of depression which require medical
0: drugs would be- work better if the emotions yeah. are managed along with that like exactly. yeah
1: exactly exactly. So then I started in getting involved in emotional intelligence.
2: Yeah,
1: That's where the other two books came up. The mm-hmm. first, the complete guide, people said, you know, parents really need your guidance. Yes. Ah. Sir. So I wrote the second book,
2: keeping
1: <laughs> parenting in mind.
0: Yeah.
1: And so it's been a lot of fun, really.
0: I would definitely like to read the other book as well. First book I have already read.
1: Welcome. <laughs> let me know and I'll send yes.
0: you. Yes, yes, and uh, sir, when we talk about like when you have written so much, when you are talking about so much of emotional intelligence or such sort of thing, you yourself have read or have witnessed it somewhere. That's the reason you are talking in with such depth or uh, such sort of uh, precision. So, can you please tell me what kind of books you yourself read that has given you such sort of enlightenment uh, that you are presenting in your writings?
1: You see. There are very few books on addiction or on emotional intelligence that I like. Most of the books are very clinical. I'm the guru. I'm the PhD. You're no good. And talking down to you. The way that I've written these books is from the bottom looking up, saying I don't know anything. I want to know everything. And I want to get out of my mess. I want to get out of my Yes. Sir. The reason I wrote these books is because whatever was there, I didn't find it to be conducive. It was not user friendly. It was not soft skills. It was it was like talking at you, you know, not mm-hmm. talking to you. And so I said, okay, let's try and, and totally reverse the paradigm, and write in a way that the person can relate to it, and. Have them solve the problem rather than talk about the problem. Give solutions as to what to do. Yes. If I have stress, anxiety, or depression, what do I do to get out of it? Don't yes. discuss depression as a illness or whatever. Discuss it briefly, but then talk about how to get rid of it. Yes. That's what I've tried to do. I'm not, again, I'm not a licensed psychiatrist. But uh, common sense sometimes works.
0: (laughs) So when you talk about the obstacles or sort of problems you might have also faced, as you say. So whatever you have faced, what was the most like uh, such sort of problem that you thought that it is the biggest obstacle? And uh, how are you able to overcome that thing using your emotional intelligence or uh, any such sort of person in your life? Any other thing that has helped you to overcome your uh, obstacle or problem?
1: Well, I really began to understand emotional intelligence much late in my life. In my early years, I had several ventures in solar. You know, when I started the solar company, America was all for solar. Then Reagan became the president, Ronald Reagan. Hmm. He canceled the solar incentives. The industry died. Hmm. I had such a huge solar business in America in the 80s. One stroke of the pen and it all all these dealers of mine owing me thousands and thousands of dollars, they all declared bankruptcy and I lost and I, I was a grown man crying so so I mean adversity like that uh, can can just destroy somebody right. but, but I said no. I said, I believe in it. Whatever you do in life, you must believe in it. <laughs> Today, all the people that are in touch with me, they say, Mr. Agarwal, your your passion about emotional intelligence is so great. We believe in you because you believe in what you're doing. And that is the key. Believe in what you do. And that is my... Because if if you don't, then the conviction isn't there. Either to yourself, or you can't convince anybody else what you're doing or what is the value proposition. So in answer to your question, you know, just brush, get up, brush, brush off the, you know, the dust or whatever, and just decide what you want to do. If you have the resources, do it. If not, just change. Find a new goal, find a new calling. After the solar energy, I got involved in electric vehicles, electric motors, actually. Mm-hmm. Brushless technology, which is too complicated to explain. And the potential even now, today, everybody's talking about, about electric vehicles, whether it's bicycles or scooters or three-wheelers or four-wheelers. Now, there's a reason behind it. Of course, uh, awareness about the environment and pollution and, and so on and so forth and the cost of gasoline and so on and so forth. There's a fundamental reason. It is It is environmentally the right thing to do. So if you believe in that, you believe that Electric uh, vehicles or electric technology is a way to save the earth from the perils of,
0: of, of uh, right all the sort of pollution that we have.
1: Believe in it, then you will do whatever right comes to you to do to promote that that belief that concept. You know, because ultimately it will work out. So So, I'm
0: intrigued to know, sir, like what happened to that solar industry? Like it never worked later on or this electrical vehicle.
1: For 20 years. uh, And despite, let me explain to you. In the middle, there was the Gulf War. Mm -hmm. Uh, Prices were through the roof. There was embargoes. There was this, there was that. Despite that, because the first cost of solar was still high. So people couldn't afford it. The efficiency of the solar panel used to be 15%, 10%, 12%. Now it's 25%. So the efficiency went up. The cost of the offsetting energy source, petroleum, mm-hmm. went up the roof. Yet it took a long time. Now today, this gentleman, uh, Elon Musk, mm-hmm. richest man in the world, yeah, he decided to do five years ago. He said, I'm going to solarize every household in America.
2: Right.
1: This is just recent, what his car, electric car venture and all the other space ventures are different. He's mm-hmm. made money, believe it or not, on solarizing all the houses in America. So mm-hmm. it is now coming back after 2020. I, I did my solar stint in the 80s. That's almost mm-hmm. 40 years ago. <laughs> Can you imagine? And today everybody's trying They say, oh, you know so much about solar. Why don't you come consult with us? I said, that time is gone. Oh.
0: I've already contributed where I had
1: to I've been there I've done that find find somebody else so anyway hope I answered your question at
0: least you can train them at least you can give your suggestion if they come to you
1: but there's so many hours in the day now shall I do that Shall I, yeah, do, I, do, I, I do
0: shall I do? I do understand, sir. You are already busy into something else, what you're talking about. But your intelligence, what you're talking about, maybe whether you have got it from EI or what, that you have already thought for 20 years ahead. Like that time, people didn't understand. And right now, Elon Musk is uh, solarizing all the houses.
1: This is coming. It's yeah. Years ahead. Emotional intelligence is just a few years down the
2: road.
1: Okay. It's just a few. And believe it or not, with everything about artificial intelligence being taught, mm-hmm. AI needs to incorporate AI in order to work. Okay. <laughs> See, Ultimately, all these robots and all these machine learning and all that, they have to incorporate the, the basic concepts of emotional in- and intelligence <laughs> to be effective to humankind. See?
0: So in all this process, do you value money or what? Like a few people say that whatever values we are putting, it always has a price. And that's the reason most of the marketeers, most of the business coaches, they say that value yourself to that extent where everyone will be able to understand that how precious you are. So what what do you consider about that thing, about our values? uh, What kind of price a value should have?
1: No, no, no. You're talking about two different things. You're talking about values. And then you're talking about money.
0: Yeah. So people actually correlate these two things, stating that your value, which is precious, so it should have some price. It should have some money. Like if you're talking about EI, so it should not be like a few people are there if they're telling it is something so specific, it should have some high price so that the people should understand that what it is. If you're telling that EI free of cost, if you're telling EI in just 100 rupees or something I'm giving you, which is of no value, people don't, consider it as something which is really valuable so what is your call your opinion on this thing it's,
1: it's a very very uh, important question and uh, it's very complicated you see you when you go to buy something you have to perceive a certain value in that thing you go to buy a shirt you am hmm. going to go touch it feel it look at the design look at the fabric you will then say okay yes this shirt for thousand rupees today is worth it i'm getting the value for what i am paying
2: yeah
1: therefore i should buy this shirt or this pant or this yeah. dress, right because the value is has proven itself yes In case of emotional intelligence the value is nebulous there is no there is nothing that you can put your finger on and say oh okay this is what what it means to me but so this is the value or benefit I will get out of it. You only pay for something for the perceived benefit. See, if it's a car you're buying, then it's a perceived benefit Just go from A to B. Then you decide whether you want to buy a Honda or a a Rolls-Royce. So, okay. So in this case, because the lack of education awareness, people are not able to firmly pinpoint a value. For example, I do profiling and assessment of students Mm -hmm. Canada. It is your emotional Janampatri. Mm It tells you everything of what's going on in your mind. I price it at only at 1495, 1500 rupees. Mm -hmm. People say, you know, that's a lot of money. But that 1500 rupees will tell you more about yourself. If a parent wants to know if a child is unmanageable, what Mm -hmm. is going on in the child's mind? Don't pay 2000 rupees an hour to a psychiatrist. Hey, Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Get your personal...
2: Yes, sorry, sir.
1: Okay, no, that's all right. Get a personal profiling and assessment, an EQ assessment done. It's a 20-page report. It tells you everything, all the multiple intelligences. Then you will know what kind of counseling the child needs. Right now, the parent doesn't know. So, let's just go first thing to a psychiatrist. You get prescription medication as the answer. Wrong. I'm totally against it. I'm sorry. I have so many people that are psychotherapists that respect me. That, But that's my view. That's yes. my And I'm very clear. Prescription medication should be a last resort clinic. There's so many other solutions. So going back to your, your question, uh, I'm having so many people are calling me, schools, colleges, you know, we want to introduce a complete class on emotional intelligence. Not one, dozens. My phone doesn't stop ringing, you know. The new education policy, NEP, Government of India, the UGC, University Grants Commission, has just issued a ruling a week ago that every school, college, university in India must have at least one class in emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. This was just just announced last week. Wow. And the new education policy says every school, college in India must have at least one trained and certified counsellor. So,
0: anyone who reads that book, no sir, he will claim that thing. Because I said that in yes, every sir. school institution it should be there and yes, it is there. So, that's really a blessing for the every individual.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for, for the support. I really appreciate it. Because I don't have the resources to promote what I'm doing, what I'm yes, uh, no, I believe in. Yes, sir. The book is on Kindle, Amazon Kindle. But I don't have <laughs> the money to promote it. So, by word of mouth, people like you. That, that,
0: that. No, people will understand what it is like when we are talking about values that's why I asked that question everyone has different prospects different thought about the same thing so most of the people most of the coaches and marketeers say that it should have value and that's why we know that what your book is it has a lot of lot more value than it costs
1: so, but we don't know the book,
0: yeah, then there. awareness should be there first.
1: Awareness, if it's there, then you will go buy the book. Yeah. If you're not aware of what it is all about. What is the subject matter? Like, right. This book, should I know? What is it going to do for me? See, life is based on one simple question What's in it for me?
2: Yes, sir. When I meet
1: people, I put this on the phone. Don't talk about yourself, what you have. They want to know what's in it for them. Yes, sir keep this formula in mind in your life. You will never go wrong.
2: Yes. Always
1: think what's in it for the other person. Not what you have. It's not my book. It's not my beliefs. It's not my values. It's what they want to do better themselves, financially or emotionally or you know, in whatever way. So yes. always when you interact with people, always keep in mind what's in it for them. If you remember this, the most successful person
0: <laughs> Thank you. So what is your source of inspiration, sir, that makes you feel stronger and then you think that you can just move ahead? As you said, that even you are not ready, like you don't have that much that you can promote your book like other people, you promote uh, EI like the other things, but you are doing your job and something within you is there which might be giving you hope, which might be giving you such sort of uh, strength So what it is?
1: It's people like you. Okay. (laughs)
0: Because I
1: see so many testimonials of people who have read the book. And they are excellent uh, top-notch educationists and uh, coaches and trainers and uh, psychotherapists. Yeah. And and they give such glowing uh, feedback to my work. That is my inspiration. Yes, sir. There's nothing else. Money. If you chase money, you'll never get it. Right. It'll come come to
2: you.
1: People see what I'm doing is worthwhile. Then they'll reach out to me. (laughs) I'm just doing my best.
0: (laughs) So if we talk about your dreams, uh, actually, I don't want to get into all those dreams because we know that right now you want to see EI throughout, like everyone must know about it. So rather than indulging into that, we will go into some hypothetical situation where just imagine you have been provided with a magic wand (laughs) in your hand. So what are you going to do with your magic wand? Like uh, whether you are willing to go back to your past and uh, then just like solar energy, which doesn't work, you are making it to work at that time, which took so much time. And uh, either you want to get into future and do something or uh, like some social dogma or something that you want to change what do you want to do with the magic wand that you have got
1: my god Uh, (laughs) um, I'm a senior citizen so I want to devote the rest of my life towards education awareness on emotional intelligence now if tomorrow my good work or my work which uh, is the Prime Minister of India and he gives me a phone call <laughs> and, <laughs> says, <laughs> and says, hey, Mr. I'd like to say hello to you. <laughs> yep. And then, maybe because of his good offices, people, you know, take notice. Say, what is this? What is this about? You know, what am I missing? What do I need to know? You know, my child is not talking, sleeping, eating. I don't know what to do. You know, the psychiatrist is taking thousands of every visit, every week. And my child is still not uh, doing to their potential. What do I do? Well, I tell <laughs> you, Mr. And Mrs. Parent, please understand emotional intelligence.
0: And I do I, understand I, the emotion hidden behind what you are willing to do. And for that, no magic wand is required. As you said, people like us can yeah. talk about this thing. They can make others aware that how this emotional intelligence is going to help their family, their all the other kind of requirements and they will be like what we are chasing throughout our life. It's all there within. And when we control our emotions, we can fetch it. So, yes, of course, just one thing, as you said that the prime minister should call you. But what I feel, sir, based on your values and the conversation that we had Anyone, anyone who reads your book will feel that as you said that all the psychologists and people have yes. given you such sort of testimonials, even I have gone through some of the testimonials and they all have said the same thing. So yes, of course, those who see it, they will be aware about this.
1: Don't, don't embarrass me. and
0: I'm getting
1: emotional. My point is this. If you have an anger problem, there's ways of anger management, which if you read and follow, then you won't do the things that you do, you know, when you get upset. So emotional intelligence is learning about your emotions, understanding them, recognizing them, managing them, and even utilizing them.
2: Right.
1: You see, emotions are something where if they're managed properly, you can sway somebody's opinion. You can convince somebody of something. It's all emotions. We are playing emotions every second of our lives. Everything we see, perceive, we eat, drink, sleep, hear, talk. It's all based on our... So, and, and, the, and the wonderful part of it is that people don't realize that all our emotions are in our subconscious.
2: Okay. They are
1: not in our conscious. Our conscious is dealing only with automatic thoughts. You now, if you're driving, you drive. If you're eating, okay. you eat. Whenever somebody says or does something, all your emotions that are in your subconscious come out to your conscious. Right. Then they make you do or say or not do, whatever it is. and Then they go back into your subconscious. Okay. So it's all about your subconscious. It's all there in my book. Please read it.
0: So are you aware about NLP? Like uh, when we talk about neuro-linguistic planning, it is also similar kind of thing which uh, says that how to control your own emotions. And also when you are able to control your emotions, you can have a control over other emotions. So that is what your book also says.
1: Yes, NLP is a little bit more clinical. Yeah. Okay, it's like the difference between psychometry and and psychometry is not the same as what we do.
2: Yeah.
1: This is, psychometry is more on the clinical side again. Right. It's on the clinical side. And it's all very useful and people benefit from it.
0: Right. What
1: I have tried to do is to simplify to the point where the, you know, people don't people not understand what NLP is all about. You see what I'm saying? But yeah. they can read my book or read about it or go to YouTube. There are so many wonderful speeches on emotional intelligence on YouTube. So if you key in YouTube, on in YouTube, you key in emotional intelligence, you'll find some of the world's best speakers on the subject right there, free. Yes, sir. If you're interested. So the main thing is if you're interested, get your interest. And the more you learn about it, the more you say, oh, my gosh, where have I been? Well, how come <laughs> I didn't think about this? You know, I could have managed. My marriage, or I could manage my child, or I could manage myself or my career if I knew how to handle my emotions.
0: Right, sir. Very simple. Yeah. And uh, very nicely, you have elaborated that how NLP and emotional intelligence stand, that uh, like they are the same thing, but there is a lot of difference in between them. One is clinical, and one is like everyday uses in everyday how we are going to use it. And you have really simplified it. Now, at the end, I would request you to. Just if I have already asked you so many things based on my understanding, based on my concepts. So, whatever you think that I have not reached till now, what question I have not asked. So, whatever I have missed, what are you going to ask to yourself?
1: Well, uh, I think the important thing is people say, okay, fine, I've learned about emotional intelligence. How do I implement it? Yeah. You see everything, all your uh, uh, deficiencies, all your weaknesses, all your strengths. You must have an answer to the problems. You must. Somebody should be able to tell you, "Hey, look, if this is what you're facing, then this is a solution to it." Don't just talk about the problem. Right. About the solution. Yeah. Then only it works. Then only it's helpful. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I can I tried a little bit to do that, but but yeah, if, there are excellent authors on the subject uh, overseas in the U.S. Uh, there are dear friends of mine, Daniel Goldman, some other people, and uh, who have their own viewpoint. You see, it's all a matter of perspective. I'm looking at the same thing. Uh, I'm giving you a, 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 something to eat. Five different people. Somebody will say this is tasty. Somebody will say salty, somebody will say it's cold, somebody will mm. say it's hot, somebody right. will say I like it, somebody will say I don't like it. Mm-hmm. The same, same samosa that you gave to all those people, but their views on that samosa are totally different. Right. You understand? Yeah. So, so the same thing applies here. There are so many perspectives on emotional intelligence, starting from NLP, starting mm. from psychometrics, starting From what I'm trying to do, and others are trying to do, so you have to see what is the best fit for you. Right. You have to decide. Okay, this I understand. I'm willing to work with, and I'm willing to implement. Then only it makes sense. Otherwise, just reading about it and not applying it it isn't isn't what is intended to be. So, so, so yeah. uh, Make use of this knowledge. Yeah, it is important. The yeah, application,
0: what we talk okay, about. Application. So, application is more important than just learning anything.
1: The theory of it, fine. Yeah. About every aspect. Okay, what did you do to solve the problem? Right. Uh, let me see. I don't know. I think <laughs> so. And you can't do everything in one book or, you know, my my next book that is coming out, uh, my third book on this, is taking it to that level of practical applications. Okay. So I've, wow. discussed, I've discussed the subject. I've discussed the pros and cons of it. And now it's time to actually come up with uh, the, the critical what to do, how to do, when to do it, where to do it, why to do it. Yes. Those answers uh, and how to do it. So that's important. Other uh, than that, it's just been a wonderful journey. I get up in the morning and I, I, I you know, I've been posting, oh, something I should mention. Your readers should uh, join this group called Emotional. Intelligence Alliance, a yes. group, emotional intelligence alliance. It's on LinkedIn. It's also on Facebook, but I'm promoting mm. it on LinkedIn more. Within three months, I have almost three thousand eminent EI experts across the world wow. that joined this group. And every day, they post articles, videos, thoughts on emotional intelligence in this group. Emotional mm-hmm. intelligence alliance. It's a group. Yeah. And I encourage people to join the group, share their knowledge, learn what they can from these experts. That is such a delight every morning because I post every day. Every morning, 10,000, 15,000 people from across the world, mm-hmm. I promise you, are viewing my posts and commenting on it. And that's where I get my satisfaction. People saying This is wonderful. Oh, wow. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but what else is there in life? Right you share something and people appreciate it
0: yeah. and
1: you feel good
0: and we all learn in collaboration like when uh, we are with other people we learn more and we learn yeah
1: and i learn from these other people every day yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a neophyte really
0: yeah Who yeah. <laughs> is learning throughout that's great so as we are going to end this session right now and it was very like Interesting, shasan in uh, along with being uh, enriching, and I hope that all the listeners have also enjoyed it. So now I would request you to share. I would request you to share any three values and lessons for our listeners that you have learned in your life.
1: Key values. See, there's beliefs and there are values. I've got a chapter on beliefs and values. Yes, sir. <laughs> I, I'll stick with the values. Basically, honesty is really where it's all at. If that is one value that you can apply to everything you do, everything you do in life, day to day, just honesty, that's all. That's all it is. That's all I can say. There's hundreds of values. But honesty, it is the answer. And uh, I can't stress it enough. Um, Nothing more important than that. There is love. There is trust. But there's honesty. If you're honest, everything else in the world will come to you. If you're not honest, either with yourself or with others, everything you do is for naught and waste of time.
0: <laughs> so true. Yes, honesty is the most important one. As you said, for with yourself, that means with ourselves also, we need to be honest that what we are doing. Because as you said, like when you're talking about addiction, that denial mode, when the school yeah. principals and the others say, no, 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 my school is all good. No one is addicted. Yeah. But we know it very well, what's going on, how the students are addicted to so many things that even parents are not aware. So I learned all these things when I was uh, doing this uh, parenting coach expert. Uh, I was uh, doing one certificate course in that. And there I learned that how that you said panwala and chaiwala. These people have such sort of uh, drugs in candies or tea and then they give it to the kids. Yes, yes. Yeah.
1: The kid will go there because that yeah. kind, that lollipop yeah.
0: tastes
1: the best. Why does it taste the best? Because yeah. it's, laced, it's laced with all kinds of right. drugs. That's why it tastes the best. That's why it gives the child that I lollipop.
0: Yeah, that's why I also came to know. I didn't know about this thing. Even I was like, uh, these things don't exist. And yeah. then it was said that sometimes when you say that I want to go to that chaiwala only. Uh-huh. So what is so specific about that chaiwala, that you only want to have that chai? There is something that you right. don't know, that some special ingredient they are talking about. There was one movie, I don't know whether you watch movies or not, uh, Chicken Khurana, some movie was there. I see. Uh, so, in that, uh, he had some special ingredient in the chicken and no one else was able to make it. And right. then later, they found out that he actually added some sort of uh, drug. <laughs> drug in that. That's why it made so, it... So- Well,
1: well, speaking of that, they say that Coca-Cola has caffeine as part of its formula. They've never been able to prove it. But people (laughs) know that for 100 years, why Coca-Cola stays, nobody has been able to copy. Yeah. See, anything, you can do a clinical analysis Mm -hmm. and you can find out what the components are, right? Right. You've not been able to figure out the formula for
0: Coca-Cola to this day and that's why people even kids are getting addicted and now the parents must note this thing like my parents were really very much uh, uh, angry with this thing when we used to have uh, such sort of things
2: right so
0: um, it is really very interesting and I was talking about that denial mode like how we deny sometimes like I am angry no, no no I'm not angry I'm sad I'm not happy no 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 I'm very happy I don't like I have seen many kids they are, they are suffering from some emotions, some negative emotions, That but they are at denial mode. No, no, no. I'm all okay. I'm naturally like this. So, mm-hmm. at first, that acceptance, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. honesty mm-hmm. is important.
1: These are all very interesting but deep subjects.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. It really needs a lot. As you said that within two weeks, you cannot say that I have learned everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you
1: cannot. <laughs> can. But it's, it's, uh, to me, this int- introspection, I call it introspection. Intros- Yes, sir. Knowing yourself and learning how to know others. You know, people, let me give you, I have one chapter on listening. Yeah. People hear, but they don't listen. Right. People eat, but they don't taste. People speak, but they don't say anything. Right. People touch, but they don't feel anything. (laughs) All your senses, you see, people see, but they don't observe. The same thing I'm showing to somebody and they're saying, okay. And the same thing another person. Oh, I see this and this and I see this and this. It's what you observe. It's not what you're seeing. It's what you're observing. Right. You understand?
0: So based on this, I get one question. and It is not related to anything, but I have got this question when we are talking about listening. Because I am such sort of listener like who loves to listen to the people, who love to learn from people. So what do you think? We should imbibe ourselves with whatever thing is there and then be a good listener? Or is it okay? It is natural to behave in such manner, to filter when we are listening.
1: Most people listen to just reply. How quickly? That means I know everything. I'm so smart. They haven't understood the question.
2: Right. So how can the
1: answer be appropriate? Mm -hmm. You talk to anybody. You ask them anything of any subject and they will answer within a second. (laughs) I haven't given it one, two, three, four, five. Who is asking? Why is he asking? What is the question? What is the right answer? People don't. People just reply quickly. Oh, you asked me something? See, I'm... <laughs> oh.
0: Kid is like some kids just to get the attention what until it does. that day. Yeah.
1: It does. They have a ready answer for everything. And the answer is the wrong answer. Right. So listening is an art. <laughs> listening is art to learn right. to listen. it's an art. So I was
0: asking filtering listening. Like, isn't it like we cannot listen to everything? Even if we talk about podcast channels. Right. Correct. There are numerous, endless channels, so many speakers, great orators. But even like listening to all the orators, or these speakers, you don't like. I, I don't know about you, but understand. is it okay to not like someone? Oh, absolutely.
1: <laughs> if some just talking uh, nonsense, why should you listen to them? If you're not learning, if you're not understanding... Yeah,
0: that was my question. And I got it somehow.
1: ...something of value to you. Who cares who it is? It could be... You
0: know, the queen of England, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> great, great. And that gives the answer to my question. Thank you so much. I feel blessed now with the conversation okay. that I, I had with you right now. And I hope all the listeners who are going to listen to this, they are going to get a kind of uh, so many things in just a platter. And they can, of course, visit to your website to know more about you. That is www.discovermymind.com. And uh, there they can get numerous other things. They can also read your book, complete uh, book of... Thank Very you so much, sir. Thank you so
1: much. It's been a delight. Thank you. Yes,
0: same here, sir. And take care.